0: Welcome to the Rose Garden. I'm Holly. And I'm Julia. Here to talk about all things Bachelor. Michael, I need to ask you, are you an actor and are you lying to me? What do you have to say? (gasps) Michael's downfall. All right, we're here to talk about Bachelor in Paradise. I'm still laughing I can't even Michael get is the golden boy of the bachelor franchise the producers are obsessed with him he will be protected at all costs by them but Julia you've been onto his shit for since he started promoting this damn um, series on his Instagram so hard yeah literally maybe even days before the first episode no, it was before it was definitely before it was right before he was posting nonstop between his stories, his actual posts, hashtagging Bachelor in Paradise, hashtagging his own name. Weird shit. Where it was like, what, what is going on, Michael? Weird shit. And uh, I'm joking, if anyone didn't watch Clayton season and missed Clayton accusing Genevieve of being an actress because Shanae said she's fake, she's an actress, I think she's fake, going are you an actress? And are you <laughs> lying to me? I'm not saying Michael is a professional actor. I'm saying he should maybe pivot to that rather than doing what he's currently doing, which is trying to be a bachelor baby and make all his money in SpawnCon and by milking his wife's step. <laughs> for fucking real so here's the thing guys we were just talking before we hit record let's catch you up that michael has like a weird work life like he michael's career as a business owner is a little uh questionable he's a partner in a big business that sells Sanitation products and PPE. And then his main gig, so he like proclaims himself as a business owner, but he runs this like nonprofit called the L4 Project that basically just sells apparel and donates to charities to help raise awareness about breast cancer. Can we say wrong reasons? Why are you, st- why did you stay on the show when you said you weren't emotionally available? Why did you go back on the show when your son cried and you said you had to leave for him? But he said, go find me a mommy. (laughs) (laughs) So basically what we're insinuating is we think that Michael is relying on this income from paradise. 100%. To to live, basically. Because who knows how successful this random nonprofit is that he started. Yeah, because if it's a nonprofit, you shouldn't be making that much money for yourself anyway. Yeah, right. It's uh supposed to be a nonprofit. And then also like selling PPE. I don't know. This this is just weird. Yeah. PPE, pandemic buying up PPE and selling it at an astronomical price during the pandemic. Not the most ethical business move of all moves. You know, it's one of those things that like <laughs> You know, the Netflix documentary about the GameStop situation where everyone's in stocks and really getting into it for themselves. It just has that energy of like, oh, I'm going to invest and I'm going to make my money and I'm going to stick it to all these big businesses and I'm going to be the one to profit. Mm. It's got that energy for me. It's a little... This combined with just how he's acting on the show... Has been a little weird. Like I've been a Michael stan this whole time. Oh, we were hardcore team Michael in Katie season. I will say it is a little odd that he stayed. Like, yes, he did tell Sierra that they weren't a great fit, and he followed it with, "I'm also not sure I'm ready to date." And everybody latched on to the latter argument. Didn't think about what he'd said before that. But it's still odd. The show is keeping him on and rooting for him so hard. And now we might as well just get to it. They bring on Danielle from Nick Vial's season. Yeah, we start the episode, Monday Night's episode, with Michael lamenting to Wells about how he didn't think Sierra would leave. So now what's he going to do for a rose? It Why would was- he expect her to stay? For True, but also... Why are you having this conversation when you know there's cameras right there and that really makes you sound like you're, you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't realize I was going to screw myself out of a rose by breaking up with her right before a rose ceremony. That's weird. It was weird. And honestly, if this were anyone else, we would have been like, oh, sus. Yes. This person's only focusing on the rose ceremony. But I was because- like, sus, this is weird. You know what? But Holly, you're an exception because so many people watch this and think, well, Michael deserves love. So it's like, true, but we are come. not alone. The world is starting to turn on Michael. It, they are. They're. They're starting to see that he's just like a little strange. Like I just don't quite understand. They're picking I, up on the uh, the f- editing and the fact that they can tell he's being presented to us as a hero with extreme intention behind it. He's being sold to us. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And where people are starting to figure that out. Like, wait, what? With this Danielle thing. I had a whole theory that, cause the whole beginning of this episode was, oh my God, there's so few women. All these guys are going to go home. What's going to happen? And there was a little moment where Jared and Ashley came by to say bye basically. And I thought they were going to come back in with like a saving rose to be like, this person really deserves it. And I'm going to give my roast to Michael. But they found a different alternative to that. (laughs) Oh, Pizza Pete, he's off the beach. We don't even need to talk about it. Gone. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's so irrelevant. Only thing I have to mention is, like, did Casey really naturally have that whole incident where he, like, was dizzy and fell Part of me thinks that he really didn't know what to do because he stirred up all this drama and he was like, I want out of this. <laughs> I forgot so, uh, completely about that until just now. Wow, yeah, the Pete's, Pete's departure was not the shock. It was the weird way Casey... <laughs> <laughs> that Casey fell. And then apparently he like fractured three tiny bones. Like he actually hurt like he himself. his foot up a bunch and ankle. My yeah, but part I not the whole thing the state. girls are like, I don't know if he's having a seizure or something. I'm like, well, he's not seizing. He's not seizing. He passed no, out. He he literally just passed not, out. And no one, everyone's drinking alcohol and not water. Like, I would yeah. have passed out seven times by now. Just oh, absolutely. Know. If absolutely. they wouldn't let me, I would have passed out at the rose ceremony. I would, I will. If I'm ever on this show, I will pass out at a rose ceremony from standing for so long. Yeah. Like, I mean choir girls know best like oh. passing out passing out is normalized we just expect that at I fucking point, would faint in the middle of a concert and like find a chair and just like just fall back into it completely I remember being in a concert and spot looking around like for a chairs nearby and spying a stool behind something and like making some out alto- like no it wasn't an alto it was a guy uh, some baritone go grab it he was so confused i like Give me that stool! Give me that stool! <laughs> and my oh. choir director was like, that is exactly it. If you need to sit, you just sit and, you know, keep going. And I'm like, you know, I kept going and I felt much better. Well, he had a chair. So a little more suspicious of his fainting situation. I was very confused by this. Um, not confused that he couldn't have done this to him, but it did seem like a weird It was a weird way to exit. <laughs> it was a weird fucking way to exit. Also, it was also, very unclear if he was coming back or not. And I think the people in the house were also unclear on that until the rose ceremony happened and everyone's like, Well, this is how many the numbers are. Like, All right, guess he's not coming back. Cool. Everyone knew he wasn't getting a rose. So that makes sense. He knew too. He was like, yeah, I don't need to come back here. Fair. Honestly, because at that point, like Casey, you had nothing going for you. So yeah. And my theory is he was feeling a little off. He could tell he, but he would have sat down if he didn't think, well, that's one (laughs) way to get out of the situation. Let's just keep it going and lean into it he's like let me just break my ankle I I yeah you know that. and he might not have realized that was gonna happen but you know he he could have sat down sooner and didn't because he was literally right by a chair like he's Maybe at the bar this is, karma's a bitch for milking it too much bro <laughs> on it that, i i'm saying this because that's some shit i think i would do where i was like like in pe in middle school i'm like oh i don't feel well i'm gonna throw up like ugh and make myself like just thinking about it suddenly I throw up yeah you know you can people can do some weird ass shit psychologically to like get out of stuff I was convinced I made myself sick in fifth grade because I didn't want to like go with my mom on whatever errand. and I was like I want to stay home on Saturday morning I was like I'm so tired in bed I'm I don't <laughs> feel well she's like okay if you stay home you're gonna miss the, your friend best friend's birthday tomorrow was like yeah 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 <laughs> I think I didn't think she was actually gonna make me do it and then it turns out I got really fucking sick and I was convinced I did it to myself and oh my I probably God. was just getting sick and that's why I was so tired and didn't want to go but I couldn't associate mm-hmm. that together so I was like fuck you're like I, I, I have so much power look I at all this really power I have sick. I love that for you I hope you have that power you know I might i'm gonna well, try not to nice. make myself sick sounds kind of nice get out of something. the problem is i always fantasize being sick when i don't want to do stuff and then it happens i'm like this sucks <laughs> yeah it's fucking awful well you know it what is. as i i feel like that's very relatable because as kids it's so much easier to like battle sickness you're you're small and like True. you can just like go through a lot but like as an adult it's like everything fucking hurts and it's not fun everything hurts As a recently recovered sick person, (laughs) adult, sucks. Don't recommend. Don't do it. It's just bad. It's awful. You you need to buy Michael's PPE. That's the problem. Not enough PPE. You know, I got a little relaxed once. Speaking of Michael, we're back on the Michael train. Wanted to talk a little briefly about what was with his ITMs on Casey when he was, like, kind of throwing him under the bus about weird shit. And then when we saw him interact with Casey in the ambulance, he was totally, like, on his side. Confusing. He's, like, in his ITM saying, this timing, you know, his behavior is kind of weird. Like, talking the way we're talking, being conspiracy theorists yeah. about it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then to his face, he's, like, gets in the, lim- the limo. Yeah. <laughs> the ambulance basically the limo of paradise an ambulance (laughs) and is like comforting him talks to him it's like love you man you know bye uh he's fully like you did everything right with britney he was like yeah like you should have done that that was the right thing to do like but then in the itm he was like he, he was like you know britney has been um you know, thrown under the bus in her season for things she didn't do. So Casey knows that. And I think he might've been using that to his advantage. Fully like called out shit. specific details too about why it's like the talking about Brittany's experience on her season, all of this, like great points, Michael. Are you a podcaster? Not <laughs> his friend? Like, you know, it's, it's one it. thing when I say shit like that, but I'm not going up to... Casey's face and being like you did the right thing Michael's gonna start a podcast after this yes he is Julia if you think that's funny no what's gonna happen is he's gonna start hosting one of the bachelor official podcasts he's the next clickbait I don't think I could hear his voice that's my problem I don't think he has a good podcast voice none of the people on clickbait have a good podcast voice oh well then he's fine Joe grocery store Joe I don't even know who anymore. It's changed so much. It was originally Hannah Ann and like Tasha, and grocery store Joe. But they, they, yeah, I remember that switched out. Natasha, it's Natasha now. Mm, It's a better voice. Actually her voice is pretty. And maybe Tia. (laughs) That's funny. Just a weird group of people that I would not put it past them to put Michael on there. Well, we'll see what happens. We do know he's going to milk everything he can get out of this season because he already is doing that. Sure. Oh, by the way, Danielle's here. Um, oh yeah, I to yeah. Talk the it. whole so the reason Michael stays, Danielle, haughty nurse, almost widow, but they weren't married yet. <laughs> Perfect bachelor material. Like that is a bachelor golden story. Dead fiance, drug overdose. You're a neonatal nurse. They've been dying to give her more attention. Exactly. But, and this was, and there there's a theory that i think is exactly true and that producers were she was supposed to come in the infiltration oh, I, heard this. I heard this but because yeah. of the michael situation they were like how do we save michael bring her out early which yes yeah. that is what happened. no way yeah, that's they, not what happened they were not expecting michael to break it off with sierra so they or were like for Sierra to leave with that. I think the combination thereof. Yeah, Whatever so it was. They with expected Sierra. him to stay, and suddenly we're like, shit, 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 send her in, send her in. It she would have happened to anybody else. It would have been entertaining though if Sierra had stayed, the split happened, and then Danielle rolled it in. It would have been such good drama. Good for Sierra good to have avoided that, but like yeah. I would have loved to see it. Same. Super fun. Well, um, the last thing I have to say about Peter and his whole accent where the guys confront him is just the buongiorno bitches the only thing i was gonna say too and i loved jacob uh explaining that that means good morning so he's a little confused he's a little confused (laughs) (laughs) jacob also confuses me in a way when he says uh i need to help the damsel in distress he does not know what that means sure you're not helping a damsel in distress by going and telling Peter he needs to leave that makes zero sense he thinks he's helping Brittany a damsel in distress but she wasn't a damsel in distress she's not a all. damsel in distress do no. you even know what that is <laughs> any woman who needs a man to come in and save the day do no this. Brittany is fine on her own she does very much help. Brittany does just fine also there yeah Peter was always going home like yeah. Jill, was, Jill was correct. Go home. No one's giving you a rose. Just leave. Just leave now. Just, just leave. <laughs> For once, I'm like, yep, siding with Jill on this one. Yeah, absolutely. um Danielle's abs is the only other thing I want to just say. Throw that Oh, yeah. Oh what my the God. fuck? I thought Shanae's abs were nuts. Danielle's abs are nuts. And I love our hot girl in her 30s representation being shown yes. as the on show versus making her seem like washed up old news so. I know poor Claire lace. or lace lace is younger than her too I'm pretty sure hmm. well lace let's get to the good part can we get to the split yes yeah 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 let's talk about the split which honestly was super fun like Yay! I gave I I a split. lot of props I know it sucks to be a participant like I get why it sucks but y'all stop fucking complaining because this is the best tv I've seen in paradise in literally three years this is the shit I want it's so fun we never would have gotten Jacob like none of them would have like deterred the this week would have been so boring if girls came in and the girls girlfriends were there yeah it would have sucked ass yeah it's always the worst in the season of paradise where the couples are comfortable and it really doesn't do that much when new people come in and remember it's week two this was the second rose ceremony and it happened so everyone was taking it so fucking seriously that they all got so damn serious by week three paradise is like what the fuck this doesn't work make it good the estates. Make it good. I also love how they're make, at, making the estates a thing. Like, oh, you're in the yeah. estates. right? Like, okay. <laughs> Honestly, though, the girls, they are not, they need to think more like these dumb bros. They need to, because they got the AC. They got their own fresh crop of hot men, hotter than most of the men on that beach. I'm going to say that right there you absolutely could fuck a Marvel, a Marvel star. Yeah. The Australian he was, he was guy, the Australian he's people were into Jacob when they're, my hope is they better let these guys onto the beach with the new girls as well. Cause I want, um, selling sunset Kate to fuck Thor. Love that idea. Very badly. Cause I want that for both of them. I think they both deserve it. Yeah. Same. That's so. (laughs) And what's his face can go back to Jill. Yeah. I mean, we, I do like Jacob and Jill. Me too. Yeah. Like they are, I also like that we got to see Jacob go off because, yeah, like he, if Jill was there watching, never would have happened. Exactly. This is, and this is actually a better fucking test because now it's like actually, like guys like Brandon are actually showing some sort of loyalty and a sign that maybe they would stick around in the future Johnny the wild card that I was not expecting to stay so loyal but also Victoria's the hottest person like in the I gotta say she's hotter my favorite couple so far is Victoria Victoria and Johnny Johnny. me I'm obsessed with them I'm so uh, I love Victoria is very observational in her like she is literally just every cut you see of her is her laughing at the absurdity going around her on around her and I relate to that so much and I really just love that no she's she really such drama her season like right 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 absurd like kind of gaslighty in her relationship like nuts like this kind of thing but that was three years ago and I think people are forgetting that there's a, a lot of us have changed a lot in the last three years. Totally. And she's just so chill and I love it. She's funny. Yeah, she's really fun. I also thought it was, I mean, as much as Jill annoys the shit out of me, it was really sweet that Victoria was emotional enough when she was that sympathetic for she her. being like, so, yeah. Her empathy so for cute. her and being like, uh, she is watching her in pain makes me sad. Like, oh. Victoria. I I I, I feel that way about my friends. I don't feel that way about Jill, but I feel that way about my friends. So I get it. Yeah, exactly. My friends with Jill, I might feel the same way. I love Johnny and Victoria. I think it's great. They're they're like a good example of what this could this in a healthy way looks like. I would say can look like when it's going at the right pace, first of all. They're going at the right pace. They understand that like these temptations are there and like whatever. If it happens, it happens. But like, I'm still into you, and I want to go back right. to you. Right? She's like, I'm confident, but like, if something does happen, it's not the end of the world. No, and that's it's like not great. that that's, pressed. It's the best attitude to have about this, and I feel like they could genuinely come back to each other and be like, "Oh, I missed you." I think like, they oh. will. Yeah, I, I don't see them necessarily getting engaged, but I <laughs> could see them being a couple that leaves together and stays together for a while. Me too. Me too. I think they're really, really cute. They have a good, they both have a good head on their shoulders in like kind of a fucked up way because they're both like they're, it's like the fuck boy and fuck girl match. That is so true. That's exactly it. And I love that. Just like Genevieve and Aaron being the most annoying fucking drama sucking bitches apart together. I'm like, yay, you found love. You found your match. Like it's cute. And they they were both just, both of their narratives were attaching themselves as being the warrior against a villain like they just make declared an enemy because it was a public enemy
1: so they could get
0: the clout of vanquishing said enemy yeah and honestly Aaron with genevieve gone is being really sweet like he's being very 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 and very loyal and i don't know i'm just like seeing this he's clearly wanting to show tv a new side to him so i do see that a lot of it is like this like oh, how hey, do whatever I, fucking works you know <laughs> whatever makes you cool. a better person sure yeah yeah absolutely well the ladies are gone at the estates they get the their estates. new men they have like a little pool party we get a splish splash <laughs> <of> <laughs> oh, the fucking australian decides to make it a pool party he's like i'm gonna give a little splish splash <laughs> i loved him so much like my australian accent <laughs> there you go there you go I loved like how they had a moment like the pool party was super fun everybody okay honestly don't like Tyler never have never will like Tyler but I gotta say he he doesn't sleep around or whatever the fuck he said he doesn't hook up I was like you're full of shit you work at the boardwalk yeah he does under that boardwalk all the time He's talking out of his ass, but I have to say he can work those hips. He was in the pool making amazing dance moves, and I was like, "Where I'm did expecting that, come that from? to be what you said? Where did that come from, Tyler? You suddenly showed culture to me, and I'm living for it. That Jersey boy knows how to move. He knows how to move. Um, but yeah, he tells Brittany he doesn't do hookups. No, that's not the case. Shut up." tyler shut up literally you i mean jumping ahead he's gonna make out with shanae get a boner with shanae in the pool and then like flip on her for britney like don't you would have fucked her if jill didn't cock block you don't lie you absolutely would have hooked up with shanae and then the producer sent jill in to save your damn image yeah like that's what happened with that they were like save because they knew Tyler was more into Britney, but like Shanae is hot and liked him, and he would have totally gone for it. Yeah, we might They're as protecting well protecting the golden boys. We might as well talk about how a lot of the ladies are really bummed. They're not super thrilled about these new guys, including Victoria. Even though she says bye, boys in with the old or in with the new, out with the old. <laughs> I, I know. Love I love that she has that mentality. It is like this is the attitude we should all have, and then she's like. Uh, nah. <laughs> so poor. I feel Olu. like she at least got to know people and like decided and made the call. Yeah, yeah. She didn't like write. Unlike Jill and Jessica, them out and like being weirdly like. I feel yeah. so bad for these guys. I know, right? Poorly do I ever feel bad for guys on the show? But I feel bad for all these guys except Tyler. Same. Poor Olu in the pool is like, can we can we chicken fight? Can like, shoulders? Fucking not. Have a weird ass vibe, please. I wanted to go to paradise, not this. My uh, like, God. I died laughing at the ladies talking about how Rick gives massages and that they would refuse to ever get a massage from Rick. I would. And what's funny is I even was like, oh, he's looking a little less creepy this season. He is. He's looking a little better this season, I have to say. But you better can't than can't Get I'm it out of the image out of your head. Rick, what are you doing here? Rick, what are you Rick. fucking doing here? Fucking He's so Rick. weird. He's he so, so weird that he was on the season like a year ago, but it feels like it was seven years ago. Like he was a contestant who should have been on the show seven years ago, and he would have done better. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. He would have done fantastic. When there were weird people on the show, exactly. But now it's just not, not just ain't fun. it? So awkward. Oh uh, well back with the guys with their ladies right away kate is vibing with yes Kate's let's talk thumb. about our new ladies okay so we have eliza who was hottie on the last season kate hottie on the last season also works at the selling sunset Oppenheim hot group who does kate does kate does i didn't realize that yes she's not on the show that's why you wouldn't realize it but she works for the same she works at that. Oh, she's broker. successful. She so has a, she's a she hot, has a rich realtor. She has a smoker's voice. Yes, she probably was. She I think she was a smoker. Like I can hear it. Like I can hear yeah. her while she talks. <laughs> or is it the Kardashian vocal fry just rubbing <laughs> off? <on her? laughs> she's been in LA so long. It could be that too. Um, she's obsessed with her. Uh Avenger dude, Jacob. She's like straddling him. Like she yeah, the knockoff version of the Avenger dude. That's the thing. We need her to get her with the actual Avenger. I know. I would love that so much. And send Jake Tarzan back to fucking Jill. Well, we need that for several reasons, including the fact that when Kate and Jacob kiss, it's a full-on chomping scene. The way their mouths would open so wide and closed down so hard it was so uncomfortable and we saw them do it several times it like, was upsetting very upsetting straddle move good move but don't as the second they showed their faces I'm like absolutely not This is absolutely not okay not. not okay ABC that's what you should be black boxing I don't want to see that show me, me Sarah's ass, although that in in their defense that bikini bottom I actually do think was so fucking tiny now, speaking of Sarah and that bikini, okay, Sarah's another one of the girls from Clayton season that's here. She was never our favorite. I am perfectly happy to see her with Logan because I don't like him either. It's not only that Sarah wasn't our favorite, we couldn't stand her like she had moments on that season that were so god awful that I was like I never want to see this person ever again and sadly she's on our screen I know I didn't make my twitter handle keep her off my screen 2022 I fucked up it worked with Bennett notice he's not here (laughs) I two years in a row that shit worked I said 2020 2021 2022 (laughs) keep him away from me Thank God! i actually, actually. I think it was three years. I finally changed it because he's in a relationship, so I feel safe. I mean, that that's a safe bet. But I was really shocked he wasn't on a season. Apart. I changed mine to, it to Greg because now that people started talking about him for Bachelor last. Granted, it's not him. I would still take Zach, paper bag Zach, over. Same. We're gonna have to be wasted every podcast episode talking about Zach's season. It's gonna be so fun, y'all. Tune in. <laughs> but I would rather do that. Than refuse to podcast because No, because we wouldn't do it. No, we wouldn't do it. I wouldn't watch it. I would actually not watch it. And no. it would take when I say it takes a lot. I've been watching this show for 12 years. Over 12 years at this point. I feel like it's been longer. Is it only been 12 years? It I was mean, 10 she- when we started this podcast. And the podcast is like two years. It might be nearing on three. Thirteen. <laughs> I was like, wait, we went from 12 to th- to three. I eliminate the 10 in my math and then I add it back later, but I just, just <laughs> I spoke too soon. That's you're getting insight on how I do mental math. <laughs> wait, that's so funny. Oh I, my just, God. I do it with time too. I don't talk about hours or think about the hour. I only like focus on the one that the the digit that matters the most. That's interesting. I mean, whatever works for you. Yeah, because I'm like, well, I don't know what uh 10, 22 minus 10, 10 is but I know what 10 12 minus 10 is which is two no one wants to know <laughs> my math. I was like this is no one needs to hear my my brain works uh okay. I don't like Sarah yeah Sarah, <laughs> sucks. About? Sarah absolutely sucks she feels like bad math in my head she um feels like bad math is right Logan sucks even more because he's saying shady shit like oh maybe Sinead is gonna get what's coming from her for her his debate on whether or not to go fuck any of these girls or whatever is you know it'll fuck things up with Sinead but like you know what would she do in my position like do I want revenge or do I do the right thing (laughs) He's like, so weird. He literally said revenge. It's so odd. It's like, yeah, he said revenge. He also like, like what? I don't know. I just have zero respect for people who try to bring up somebody else's past, past indiscretions like, and use it against yeah. them for the and use it against red them. Red flag. Red flag, red flag. Oh, oh also, not- Michael saying, speaking of red flags though, real quick, Michael saying he can only be with people who are scarred. Two things that are red flags. That and what Logan did. Like, what is wrong with these guys? We'll talk about Michael and Danielle's date because there's a lot to say there. Yeah, we'll get to that. But But back on Logan, really quickly, he is not only saying it as a way to like, Make her look bad, but it's absolving his own issues. It's like you're using somebody else's thing that's not even related to this moment right now to ra- absolve using you. it to rationalize his own behavior. And it's fucked up. It's and it's as a bargaining chip, bargaining. he's like, "Well, she did this." He's holding it against her. He's like, "Yeah, it's keeping score." Yeah, he's keeping score. Gross. And also, he's an idiot. Like, I truly believe he doesn't have three brain cells to br- like rub together. Yeah, he's so not. He's so stupid. I do not, I do not get what, and I've said this about men before on this show particularly, but this man more than any other man on this entire franchise, I do not get the appeal. Like, no, I don't think he's hot. I don't think he's charming. He doesn't have a good personality. He's not smart. He's not like, what the fuck is he bringing to the table? The only thing I've heard from people is that he's tall. Is that it? Right. Is, it right. just, is he really that tall that he's like, doesn't, you're not, I, I'm baffled. I think it is a toxic trait thing. I think it's one of those like seeking male attention moments where Logan is he's like- He's a big nigger, that's for sure. He is. And um, he also- you can't read him too well in certain moments so it's like is he gonna like me is he not gonna like me there's that like weird shock factor there he's a walking red flag everybody run away tap dance away get away he is and sarah is just like okay let's have fun for it yeah sarah go you should have fun you're both walking red flags I don't give a shit about either of you please and this is like it circles back to the Aaron and Genevieve thing like when people I don't like get together suddenly I'm like all right cool. yeah like who cares now they're not individually you're no me. longer relevant so it's perfect well we get this weird ass music uh comparing Logan and Sarah with Shanae and Tyler I think is that the two that we get I think yeah it is it is because it's trying to show that they're like pinned against each other and like going on their separate escapades with new people but it's like the weirdest fucking music I couldn't even articulate I felt like I was listening to Disney villain music it was a back and forth between like making out in the ocean and like right yeah and like Shanae and Tyler making out somewhere yes I'm so there were a few moments of music that were weird in this episode so it took me a second to like track back. But yeah. 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 So odd. It was like villain montage like climax. Yeah, uh, it kept yeah, going yeah. as it gets hotter and heavier. It, it very you know, it reminds me of the scene with Bree where she's trying to u- seduce her husband with opera playing. <laughs> Oh my God, I love that. I love that moment. Where the music is building up to this big climax as she's trying yeah. to do strip tease, and it's not that sexy. Madam Butterfly. Imagine y'all trying to seduce a man to Madam Butterfly. Just watch desperate <laughs> Housewives. The, the problem that I had with this like weird montage is it wasn't that controversial enough for me to be that like en- gross. No, they were both it. doing it. It's not like they did the drama music. That w- they did do cuts. In a comedic way, but of Jill sobbing over, yeah, what's his face making out with another girl? It's funny because she was right, but it would be f- like it's not like, oh, she's sobbing, going,, I hope he stays with me, and he's fucking another girl. That yeah. would be this music that would That's be this what this music- should be, but they were both moving like exploring options. So like everyone's even everyone's even like, who cares? I don't need this villain edit here. No harm, movie. no foul. She should have picked box James, but like whatever. Well, we already kind of mentioned Jacob, but I have to say that he does tell uh, Kate that he does not wake up thinking about Jill. He doesn't think that she's his person. Meanwhile, Jill is spiraling, imagining him with other women rather than chatting with the other guys. And this is a moment where my stomach kind of drops in, or like my heart drops in my stomach, or as Kate would say, heart drops in her vagina. It dropped below her stomach. It dropped all the way to the vagina. She literally said, She's going to give birth to her heart. She feels her heart in her vagina. I was like, wow. Strong pulse. (laughs) Strong pulse there. (laughs) Honestly, that's funny. It makes me like Kate. (laughs) Same. same. I've I've always liked Kate. She's always been like a non character, but in a way that I'm like, all right, you you fucking whatever. I feel like you have some like. Drunk girl gives, party energy that I live. He gives in. no I, fucks. No she gives fucks no energy. Yeah. Um. As we talked about, Aaron is fully loyal to Genevieve. He yes. does describe himself as being a great dude, which is odd, and then says that he's solid like the rock of Gibral- Gibraltar. And I don't know. This moment, I was reminded of my trip to like, Gibraltar. And this <laughs> moment, I was like, oh yeah, there's Aaron. Yeah, it's Aaron. I was—I just could not stop thinking about how weird Gibraltar was when I visited, and how many vicious monkeys were there. And I was like, <laughs> "This reference." You know Aarón's never been. No, he's never. He been. doesn't have monkey experience. He doesn't, but it was just funny. Um, yeah, and also Genevieve is staying to her loyalty to him. Oh, but she's so certain he's going to cheat on her, and he's—she's just and this is what see with jill when she has her meltdown we know that she's right so we can kind of feel for her <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but with Genevieve spiraling when you know he's staying loyal and she's just like so over the fucking top i'm like girl you are so insecure just on every level and it's like yeah your relationship's fairly new it's fair but watching it I'm just like girl oh my god and they're showing no. it properly where they're like watching her spiral as he stays loyal just to like they're no. enforcing that but it's working it's fully working it's it- working I'm so over mostly because I find it really rude to the guys that have come in our new, yes. and I feel like they're just being so rudely like they are not flirty without being fucking rude as shit yeah, I know exactly. And I, like, found found their behavior really rude. Well, yeah, we get a moment where Genevieve is like snoring on the day bed, like on one of the lounge yeah. chairs and and then like the guys are just sitting there like, okay, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Yeah. So there are some weird moments. Yeah. And I have a couple of theories on the sleep of this whole thing. I will say when They got dressed up for the cocktail party. They didn't know what was happening for when the guys arrived and they were all glammed up. I'm like, they look so refreshed from sleeping a real night in a bed with air conditioning and a nice shower with a real toilet. They got to take a dump, a comfortable dump for the first time, (laughs) yeah, yeah. like a solid week. (laughs) Yeah, They are feeling lighter than ever refreshed. Great. They don't want to admit it, but they feel great. Mm hmm. I think after the guys arrive, they start sleep-depriving them extra based on Lace's behavior. Oh my god. And most, not even her behavior so much as her eyes. Just looking into her lashed eyes. Yes. I can see the sleep deprivation. I can and see- And there's a moment where she even says, she's like, I'm just so tired. I'm just so tired. Yeah. And that's jumping ahead a little bit, but since we were talking about Genevieve falling asleep, But most, she's still, you were still being rude to that. It was just, it. I just felt really bad, like it was just unnecessary. You can be friends, like as a girl who's friends with a lot of guys. You cannot be like that, cut off, while still not like you can do it. Mm -hmm. You can be friends with guys, and it doesn't mean shit. You don't have to like not associate with them to not be straying from your man or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's something that's like a really big problem in heteronormative culture. It's like, okay, I, if I even remotely connect with a guy in a setting like this, that's that, emotional that's, cheating. Yeah, right. And we, I don't know, that in queer culture, like that's not a thing. Heteronormative a culture, like being a problem on The Bachelor, Julia? <laughs> I, I don't understand. How could that ever be the case? Is this like an amplified magnifying glass on heteronormative culture and the <laughs> norms or something? And its toxicity? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I you be- might be on to something. I might be onto something. Has anyone has anyone noticed that the bachelor's <laughs> like a little toxic in their heteronormativity and highlighting the toxicity of heteronormativity? how many times am I going to try to say <laughs> 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 fucking mess oh god okay move on yeah Jill Genevieve yeah they're both spiraling and insecure we get yeah, same old story but it's the, the difference between feeling sympathy for Jill while Genevieve you're like good god because we're watching Aaron be loyal I for real well now, what's interesting though on the loyalty front let's talk Brittany and Andrew Oh yeah, that fascinated me. Brittany and Tyler really vibe on the first night. Basically, he's like, "If I ask you out, will you say yes?" And she says yes. But it turns out the girl got Shanae gets the card, so that we all we know what happened there. Like, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that maybe differently. But meanwhile, Andrew is also feeling a little torn because he is into Jasenia, and Jasenia is into him. But he's feeling loyal. He wants to be loyal to Brittany because of how, you know, he's still excited about her. He's struggling. But he definitely concedes to the Jessenia draw, which I think is fair because we see it's very new with him and Brittany. I think they both should explore. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Jessenia, it's interesting because they both were from like Matt James and Katie's season so over a year ago they've had time they've dm'd for sure i mm-hmm. i'm surprised honestly that they haven't met yeah i um i thought this was an a surprising factor here i didn't think that brittany and andrew would have been as cautious as they were at first yeah and then it was kind of like oh okay and i'm glad that it didn't lead to them like completely cutting things off with their Agreed. i think they both should do the exploring yeah, totally. I do feel bad for Brittany that Tyler made her seem like she was lucky and then he was like super thrilled to go on the date with Shanae. Right. Like, okay. And granted, it is that still early stages, yeah. but as we see in the previews, he's about to tell her, like, I'm more into you. So, like, that just really boils down to the. Like, yeah, he would have fucked Shanae if she was into it because he was certainly into her, but if he he's just sees Brittany as more of a long-term contender and it's just sucks to watch that be played out so directly as a comparison like it's one thing to know that that happens and like that their guys will be like well but I'm in and like it's healthy it's fine to have hookups and not and know that they're not going to be a real thing but to have the side-by-side comparison of like oh yeah I was into her and like Had a boner for her, but like you, you're wife material. It makes it all so much grosser. It does. It really does. that's a good way to put it. As someone who's had had a pattern of guys she was talking to move on, and they get engaged to the next person or into a long term relationship with the next person, doesn't feel great. I know. I know. It's. I've um. I've had interesting moments where it's like, you know, you're, I can see you down the road, but, you know, there's like this weird temptation type thing. And it's like, don't do that, you know? Don't. Like either be all in it now and realize what you have in front of you or play the field a little bit, but don't like, you don't need to wrap somebody else up in your own ego. No, and, and it's all about just like, being on the same page about where you stand really like watching like back to Johnny and Victoria that's a great example of people who are on the same page they and in a healthy way it's not like they jump it's not a Brandon and Serene where suddenly they're two on the same page like they're too ahead of it the, they they chose a page and they jumped way ahead like that's that has its own issues but like to be turning the page, reading in sync with each other. It's like, what's happening with that? And yeah. Yeah. Like, and Uh if it ends with them being like, you know what, this was a great fling and it ends mutually, that's fantastic, you know? And that's totally possible. But watching the side-by-side, Shanae is like the the hot party girl I want to fuck, but Brittany, that's wife material, that just feels so gross. Yeah, archetyping people too. It's hard. It's hard to watch that happen, like very blatantly. Yeah. So we do see this tantric yoga moment with Shanae and Tyler. I can't handle the tantric shit. I was gonna I'm mention so overdone on this show. I was gonna mention this last time we podcasted, but like, I've got some weird. History. This because last time we podcasted, they did a weird thing that was the same fucking thing with Jill and tarzan making him him get naked with a shaman who was clearly uncomfortable with having to ask them to get naked i was seeing this girl for a while and she wanted me to do tantric breathing with her before we hooked up and it it was honestly it was laughable it was laughable i started laughing i would too because i think it's a joke I would you think it's a fucking joke. And then, you know, if that had not been a clear enough sign that this was not a good fit and that things were going downhill from there, I don't know what would have been, but no, I'm sorry. I am not tantric breathing with you before we have sex. That is weird. No, it's weird, especially for new relationships, which I don't care how far into bachelor season we are. It is a new relationship. It <laughs> well, is yeah. too new for tantric breathing. And Tyler and Sinead don't they know just They just met. They just met. it should do didn't... it for a first date. That's actually The Bachelor's, like, kind of. Yeah, it is really good It's like the break the ice kind of thing. But it's so awkward. And also, Sinead, poor Sinead is, like, sweating in every crap. That was the montage music. It was over them, like, bent, getting more close together as they're doing tantric yoga together. As we watch what's his face and what's her face like start like grabbing ass in the ocean or whatever yeah which then confused me because like the next day he was like debating about like what to do and I'm like, you already made out in the ocean like it's done like what are you even I know talking, I could talking about you know what I couldn't tell if they were chopping stuff up. Oh, they probably were. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Yes. That's probably what was happening. I love to say this was Logan's fault, but I think you're right. I'm pretty because I was watching it too, being like, this is gone fucked up. That he just went out, made out with Sarah on, in the ocean. And then like the next day he's talking about how he doesn't know what to do about Shanae." I'm like, this has gotta be chopped yeah, that was clearly done. that honestly, thank you. But like <laughs> I clearly have so little regard for him that I was like what the fuck is wrong with this guy he's an idiot also my own questioning myself I'm like did they really did they maybe not kiss like what what little duh it was not the same fucking yes yes it was it was all early stuff that like they just what happened before when he was questioning if he should grab her ass or not Duh. It's really interesting to me because I cannot tell if producers are wanting us to look at him as a villain or look at him as a good guy. Like, I cannot figure it out. I think they're playing into... I don't think they know. Yeah, I don't think they know either. I think they're also baffled by him. Mm-hmm. And it's ultimately because he's stupid as shit. It is. I it think is. he's just a big old dum-dum. And that's why
1: they don't, mm-hmm. they're
0: confused by him because they think there's... They're like, is this maniacal is this thought out is this no he's a big old idiot he's a selfish narcissistic idiot like every other like guy who's like white mediocre white guy who's over six foot tall like absolutely you don't it's like the john ham character on 30 rock where you realize that they are getting they've gotten through life by their based on their looks and actually they don't they're an idiot they don't know shit and they're not a Entertaining personality at all, they have nothing going for them but their face, absolutely 100%. Could but I don't get it because his face isn't that great? No, he's so but that's the smart. mediocre white boy over six feet thing. Really you don't has- even have to have John Ham's face to have this effect happen. It's true, it's true. What world um, are we living in? A weird one, oh, a very odd, boring world. Um, well. Before we get into Jasenia's little cute dinner date with Andrew, hmm. I felt like it would be really important for us to mention um, the, the level of comfort and gayness that we are seeing amongst these boys. Literally, I think the only thing I texted you while watching this episode was like, these boys are so gay for each other. They're beyond gay for each other. And I said that before the synchronized swimming bit. You said that when they were doing their... Um, When they were just, like, splashing in the pool together. Yeah, I did. I think that was when I said it. But all I know is I said that, and then, like, 20 minutes later, they were doing synchronized dives. (laughs) Synchronized dives, and then Aaron was like, let's, I'm going to grab all of your dicks while you try to swim across the pool. It got gayer. It got so gay. It got so gay. What was that? He was like, here's a game. You're going to swim across, you're going to do this, and I'm going to try to grab your dick, and they all laugh, and then they do it. You know who I noticed was the most into this too was Brandon. Every time they had like a broy moment, Brandon was—he's the one whose gid- friend's thumb went up his ass. It's true. He was the giddiest of all of them. He was so—he was such a innocent child, very excited to hang with his boys. Yeah, he's like my girlfriend's grabbed- gone. I gotta hang with the boys. It was so boys funny. night. Boys night. Grab my dick. I don't care. Um, they might as well have done like a jerk circle because they were acting so They good. probably did, but ABC was like, this is too far. <laughs> <laughs> we can't show this, but you kids have fun. Exactly. Okay, so back to some seriousness. Jessenia sets up a little dinner date for Andrew. They talk and really hit it off. She talks about sharing an interest in video games. He's into that. It was pretty childish, I got to say, but Jasenia and Andrew are both pretty young yeah. um in the way that they talk and act the fact that they were like really profoundly like empathetic with each other about the video game thing was a little silly to yeah, me. the like, way whatever. they acted like it was so unique <laughs> I know and they were like oh my god you too maybe it is for like people on the show that's the only kind of great give yeah. on that but for the most part like okay it's not that unique like also video games is a broad thing it could mean so much like it doesn't necessarily mean you're on the same page about what you like to play so much but um so they do a little toddler jump kiss combo thing oh yeah when yeah andrew's whole debate of do i do this i don't know i don't want to hurt Brittany. uh goes out the window eventually and like why is their first kiss a uh, toddler jump Like, what are you, like, she jumps on, and they weren't even far apart, like, to, like, run and jump and greet each other. That's the thing. It's, like. It was weird. I, it felt very out of place. Um, no knocking them for, I think, good for, yeah, this pairing is fine to me. I'm good with it. It's fine. It's fine. It makes sense. Honestly, I think Brittany is better than Andrew, so I'm actually kind of. I agree. I think this makes more sense to me. Brittany deserves something a little different. Somebody <coughs> yeah. a little bit more mature. Not that I want it to be Tyler, but like, yeah. Why can't Brittany get with the Australian dude? Why can't she? Because he's waiting for Kate. I know, which we cannot wait for. Can't I'm wait for that. for that. Meanwhile, let's jump back to Danielle and Michael, who actually, they went on their date before the split even happened, which left them immune to the whole narrative jesse was very specific saying the whatever seven or very specific he said the number of you will be leaving or the other seven will be staying nothing said about michael and danielle who were off on this one-on-one date which was a great date of hanging out on a catamaran love that always same I'm always so jealous of those dates. That's why, like, poor Brittany, when she was like, this date was beautiful, but... She's like, this should be great, and it's painful. I feel so bad. That sucks ass. Like, what a terrible date to be stuck on when the person sucks. Because that's the thing, is this date is only good if the person you're with is chill as fuck. Yes, 100%. And you You can. can just hang with and be relaxed. Yeah. If the person you're with sucks... All you're doing is hanging out. That's why it's a good date. But it's also why it can be a terrible date if the person ain't it. Absolutely. Um, Well, we get this date with Danielle and Michael. They go on the boat. They're drinking champagne. Um, She admits that she came to meet him. And he tells her that he wants to find someone to be in a relationship with with after this. But he has no ideas or thoughts around an engagement. Um... Danielle, I feel like handles this date very appropriately, like a first date. Whereas Michael acts a little immature for a first date. Like he, he fully has these like expectations of what a serious relationship might look like. And I don't know, Danielle was like pretty, a little bit more closed off than he was, but for good reason, they're on a first date. Like they've never met each other. They're just now like, I'm literally looking at Michael's age to see if he's older than her. I think he's one year older than her, but he's also a man, so that tracks. <laughs> right, right, right. Um so anyway, she she responds to his questions about things, you know, fairly reasonably. Uh But in his ITMs, there's, like, this dark music that he's – and he's comparing Danielle to how he felt when he first met his wife. Oh, they're trying to fool us into thinking, like, he's – it's not – they're not vibing, like, because it's not the same spark he felt when he first met his wife that he met in, like, college. Like, no shit, it's not going to feel the same. You're not a – you're not a young love fool. Like, it's just not the same. It's also, I think, kind of silly for a grown ass adult to say something like this. Like if any of us, any people who have like dated and like just know themselves well, even if you haven't dated that much, like if you're not in your early twenties or late teens, you know, better than to think that like the first date designates your entire like future with that person. And also just the notion of getting these feelings, like those are feelings you get when you're young. It's not necessarily feelings you're gonna still get. Like you're not gonna feel the same way as an adult about your crush as you did about your high school crush. It's a different vibe. Even if it's this. like, that doesn't mean shit. Yeah, your first date should also be like pretty nerve wracking. It's a stranger. Like you're just like getting through those like base level questions. Like yeah. I've had like a couple first dates or even second dates where it's like, I'm not actually sure how I'm feeling about this person. And then it goes beyond that. And once we get to the third and fourth date, it's like, wow, this is like a really big connection that we have. So it's not, I don't know. It just seems kind of silly to me for him. To Which brings up. me to the point of feeling like he has written this almost ahead in his mind. But yes. I th- he says specifically that they haven't met, but they have DMs and stuff. I think- he's established a relationship with her beyond what it is because he's already talking in we's and us. He's like, we feel this way. People like us feel this way because of our shared trauma and that he's created this narrative that he already knows who she is. He knows how she feels because it's the same as him. And he, so he's like advanced this relationship farther than what it is And it's putting a weird little box. And that goes back to the, I can't be with anyone who's not scarred. Oh, God. And she frames this in the nice way where she's like, well, you know, like life experience. Like, yeah, you need someone who's lived some life. Yeah. But it's needing someone to be damaged is so fucking toxic. As a scarred motherfucker, you don't need your person to be scarred. Like, shut up. No. Like, and also, like, yeah. If anything, wildly not healthy, very unhealthy. Like you want somebody to help balance you out. And like, hopefully that you haven't gone through the same exact traumas. Cause like on one hand, yes, it might be nice to relate, but their psychology does show that like, that's not necessarily what you should be bonding over. Michael, we don't need to be trauma bonding. What else about her? Like, right exactly and also experienced different kinds of loss she mentions that she was there when she was trying to help her fiance survive an overdose completely it's a very different like
1: which is a very
0: different death than what, what he went through also one of my like biggest pet peeves with trauma bonding is just like assuming that the person has the same experience in general like I'll I've been on dates like us. We feel this way. Right. Like I've been on dates before with, it's mostly like white queer women who love to oppress themselves and make it seem like they like live this like fragile life where like, they've been walked over and like, okay, I get it. You know, we've all had our coming out experiences. And like, some of us have had really shitty lives because of what we, we, what happened before we, you know, came out and came to our full fruition or whatever but like you don't need to act like that's my experience too and there there's just like to be honest there's like a lot of white fragility that happens with these kind of conversations that I'm seeing with Michael too where I get I I have no idea what it's like to experience this okay and I don't want to act at all like I understand this but white people do like to do this where there's like a whole story around this like oppressive experience um and it's a result of you know media showing us that that's what's attractive well and like a very specific like white fragility point is like there's a shared trauma between people who are people of color that white people will not have we do not have that absolutely. like there's he's seeking out this shared trauma. It it is like a reflection yeah. of that. Like we don't have that, but I want that. I yeah. want to bond with someone, and that's valid. Like I feel a certain amount of like yeah. separating it, but like I'm not religious, and I don't want to be religious. But I do see the community that that builds and stuff, and like the bonds people have over that, and I can get that. Yeah, absolutely. But let's not project that. <laughs> Yeah no and let's not try to like define our entire relationship around that so and try I mean, to emulate it and copy it and like find your own way to feel the same shared trauma like grasp yeah yeah it it's yeah. definitely it's definitely like different and also so i i dated somebody one time who whose brother died from a heroin overdose And that was interesting because I feel like that kind of grief is just, is just like you're, you're tackling like different forms of grief. Like palliative care is a different kind of grief that Michael experienced compared to drug overdose and addiction. grief. Yeah. And, and I, we already talked about this, but I just think it's odd. I, I find it personally very odd that I, that he's not very like listening very well to her. And yeah, he's not. And just kind of being like, yeah, so these are these experiences and you must have them too. And because she'll say like, well, kind of like she's being so like nice and like giving him that leniency, but like still saying like, not exactly, but yeah, it, it is just, it was very interesting to watch. And also she is farther out from her grief. He made like almost a moment where asking like her advice as though like she's the older and wiser one whose fiance died 11 years ago while his wife died more recently or whatever. Like that was also an interesting thing where she's definitely at a better place than he is. Right. And it could just have to do with, yeah, it is more recent. And so thing he's not, hasn't figured out how to not need to only date people who are scarred (laughs) and Uh, things like that like maybe he wouldn't say that 11 years after said incident because i don't think she would ever say that you know yeah no i i don't know it's just it it is very you can tell that he has these preconceptions it's interfering with the way that he's dating her in this moment like on this first date she's I'm glad she's being really honest with him and like kind enough to relate to him on certain things, but also push back a little bit. Yeah, I think she's perfect to be handling this. The one thing that I'll say is kind of weird is she, so she likes sarcasm. Like I've noticed that she uses sarcasm quite a bit. It's like her form of, I don't know. It's not quite at the level of negging, but she does like to be sarcastic. And we didn't see Michael at all being Sarcastic in his relationship with Sierra, and suddenly he's doing that with Danielle, and I don't know. somewhere it, it there is a little bit of mirroring going on there, um and it's kind of uncomfortable because I feel like Michael doesn't do it very well. Like is that I was gonna say? Like there is, it is fair. Like as someone, I say I'm a mirror in general. Like for my social reasons, like I tend to mirror so I feel socially comfortable. She's so a, a non but yeah, that's it. it I mean, I, no fault. I, I don't want to blame. You. Do it well. <laughs> he doesn't do it very well. He doesn't and, do it well. And my other question is like, does he actually like that? Like, what yeah, is and it's problem? in a relationship that's also different from normal life too. Yeah, like that's. Great. I gotta remind myself. This is them dating. This and is them dating while dating is different it just makes me question like he's not giving it enough chance to know if he actually likes her where it seems like she's giving herself the the space and the freedom that she likes him and he's more like this is already established like this is the perfect story and so now i'm just gonna like he's writing it in his head right now like he's already so ahead of himself and i don't think she is which i think is going to be the saving grace like I wouldn't be shocked if at the end of this, she's the one who, like, pumps the brakes. And, I uh, can completely yeah. see that. I'm also curious where she's from. Do you know? She's from some center part, I believe. She's lived in Nashville for a while. Like, she oh. was in Nashville when she, her season was Like, her and Wells lived in Nashville when they went on Paradise and, like, had their thing. Okay let's see. Yeah, I'm super curious. <laughs> Danielle. Like, get the deets. Danielle Maltby, hottie from Nashville as far as I know, but probably somewhere else. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to do some digging. But yeah, I mean, we'll see how things go with them. We do need to talk about uh what's happening with Rodney and Eliza before we get into the lace drama straight up okay oh she's from wisconsin hey neighbor oh interesting okay um that actually tracks with oh because nick's from wisconsin and they like t- bonded over that that was a thing that's why i knew it was middle of i knew it was i knew i knew anyway um eliza rodney the second eliza walks down in that info like i don't even know what we're calling it the intrusion the split (laughs) rodney's aglow we heard in when he walked down the beach she was on his list top of his list really Mm -hmm. and we knew she wasn't there she's here now and lace is gone so very quickly lace is out of his mind and he straight up says that to eliza that he's not thinking about lace And they're just vibing. They, like, kiss the first night. It's very, like, a cute paradise night one moment. Except for the fact that we keep cutting back to lace. Oh, God. She's crying her fake lashes off. And it's so sad to watch. Because she knows. That's the thing. is like, kind of like Genevieve. It's the, I know. Like, I know that. Except Genevieve's wrong. You mean Jill? or No, Genevieve. Oh, okay. I meant Genevieve because Genevieve's wrong, but it's closer to Jill who is in the same exact boat and <laughs> I forgot about, but I was, I was thinking say. about Genevieve. I, in my head, I was thinking about Genevieve, but Jill is certainly the closer one, but I'm saying it's the difference. It's mm. the difference. I can kind of be like, well, you're not wrong. So it's fair to be crying as much. Absolutely. But my argument would be be like Victoria and at least get to know the other guys. But I like the fact actually that she was like, I'm going to go and just go to the beach and talk to him and see where he's at so we can figure it out. Because I think she is probably struggling and not sure if she should be moving on from him or not. And I think that's part of why it's so hard because she doesn't know she should just erase him and start anew and gets to know people, or cling to, like, the relationship that she does feel strongly connected to. The sirens are relevant here. They're I mean, just... Nine, one, I love one. that you hear it. Johnny, nah, 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 They've been I'm distracting me, so yes, they oh, add to it. Oh. They're carting off Casey right as we speak. Oh my god, for real. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so... Uh, Rodney gets the date. So both situations, the long-term person, the veteran, if you will, gets the date card. So Shanae got her date card and Rodney got his. So it's really making the person who's been there take a stand, pick someone who is not the partner that they recently had Rose bondage with. And both of them were really excited to do it. And Rodney literally was like, I think, did a whole joke that would have been totally cute if it was week one of Paradise and like they like bonded right away. Obviously, like I'm gonna pick Eliza, but it's awkward when there's someone who else was totally, you were totally coupled up with the last week. Super awkward. And like it's fair, I think Rodney and Eliza are a great couple I think nothing bad about the two of them together but the situation and this is the only time where I'm like feeling a little bad about people in the situation of the split but it's why tv got good I know I know but also well the thing is this would have happened no matter what the rest would not have and the rest is what kept it interesting This would have happened had Eliza walked down the beach with a date card in a normal fashion. Yeah. None of the rest would have happened. No, absolutely. I completely agree. I, um, yeah. And of course they have a great date and Lace gets to the beach and she. Wow. They're still on their date. My favorite, like about to come home. (laughs) about to come back. And like, she sits down with the guys and Lace is just like hot headed. She doesn't want to answer any questions from them. There's a weird vibe. And I will say the second she gets there, the guys say like, what are you doing? Like it's, they are accusatory to her as well. I don't actually blame her that much for how she acted here. One, I think that she's also protecting the ladies back at the estates Yeah, she doesn't want to share their Dirt. Yeah, because like she's pissed that the show put the guys in an advant advantageous position where they had these ladies. They didn't the ladies didn't know that they were going to have new guys, and they're at this separate location. So they're they these people are sleeping in their beds, and they had to pack up all their shit. So they really are in the disadvantage position here. And for Brandon to like perpetually ask like, "How's my girl doing?" Yeah, of course, Lace on one hand is exhausted and upset with Rodney and also she might kind of be like fuck you guys like I don't want to give you validation about your yeah. ladies I will also say I think the producers specifically were like don't tell them
1: that mm-hmm. there are
0: new guys because exactly. the guys don't know
1: no exactly
0: and I think mm-hmm. she was very explicitly told that she can't say that and so I think she's frustrated that she keeps having to dodge this question that she doesn't have the energy to artfully maneuver around. She's just like, gonna be like, mm, that we're not talking about that. Like, stop. Yeah, I I do think that her tactic, Lace sometimes, is like just, she could be a little better. And oh, fitter. for sure. Lace. Does more sirens to add to it but <laughs> Lace doesn't go about these scenarios wisely in a way that's like aware of production like she definitely like falls for all the traps and I can see it happening every single time mm-hmm. like it you're watching just like a plane crash where they didn't need a crash like there was an open field right there and they just like could not for the life of them figure out that they were about to crash, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Kind of like when the plane crashed on Wisteria Lane. There's gotta be a better place. There's just gotta be <laughs> a better, better, place. better place. Why this place of all places? Um. Yeah, so Rodney comes back and don't, we kind of get a to be continued. Yeah, we do We because we end with, lace arrives asks the girls where rodney's at everyone's like uh knowing he's on a date he's not here he's on a date had <laughs> like lace walks to the guys the girls are shivering she, you, kate got a shiver in her vagina did you know that her heart was fell to her vagina what did she say she said her stomach fell through to her vagina that's very far yeah, but that tracks. I mean, Lace is a figure. I if I had Lace in person in front of me and knew that Lace's man was on a date with another girl right now and Lace walked down going, Where's my man? My heart would fall out my vagina. EMTs, EMTs, my heart is in my vagina. <laughs> my please, somebody right? cart me to some AC, please. Please. Uh... I have uh, to say, before we wrap this up... Because there's nothing that Wells has a couple terrible moments here, um, including him describing Lace as Hurricane Lace. Oh, And yeah. just being, like, super, again, like, really pointed with some of the, like, shitty comments he makes when the guys come up to the he's bar. a producer puppet at this point. He's nothing he's a more. a puppet. The other thing that I really didn't like is him describing how Michael and Danielle would be a perfect fit because they're the same person with different genitalia. I was like, "Wells, don't do that to Danielle. One, don't do that to Danielle. And also like, if you've already, like this show has already frustrated, like so many queer watchers. Like we are ready. You gave us a teaser with Demi. That was oh the saddest God. shit I've ever seen with her girlfriend coming on the show. Like, you don't need to rub our faces more that you were so heteronormative to say something like, they're the perfect fit just with opposite genitalia. Like, Wells, why do they need to have opposite genitalia? Like, why do you even need to make that comment? Why does that make them the perfect fit? Also, he's been very much like on Twitter bragging about how he was even more a part of this match than what the producer showed like who cares we all literally all we're saying is that yeah it's obvious like it was a setup and produced you're not shit. like we're not saying it wasn't you we're literally saying it is you so why are you arguing wells finally married sarah highland so now he's like when is my acting debut coming out this is the other thing He's not even like a bachelor success story and they act like he's some sort of bachelor love guru. Like he knows all like, bitch, he did not succeed
1: in He's
0: the guru for fucking clout. He climbed the chain the best, but isn't that not what the show's supposed to be about? Isn't that what we're supposed to frown upon using this show as a platform to marry an actual B-list celebrity? I just miss Wells when he was the chill bartender and occasionally if somebody asked him he might give them some casual advice but now he's going out of his way to be a producer puppet to give people terrible advice. It's tired. It's why Jorge quit. And it's like I used to love seeing Wells on this show. Jorge quit because they kept trying to make him do too much. Stop making him a producer fucking plant. let him live his life and like be there and actually genuinely be yeah i'm over it just be the bartender we don't i'm over the bartender having too much power yeah we don't want that and influence and like production and i'm not saying jorge had power but they like used him and like filtered their power through him absolutely i did not like so that finishes the episode yeah We are Uh, left with Lace confronting Rodney. We get an annoying credit scene of Aaron talking about how he likes flaccid fries. Oh, yeah. Stiff fry. Jacob likes a half hard fry. There's a lot about fries. It goes on for a very long time in a lot of detail about like the softness, the hardness, the firmness, the stiff. Stiff was the real word for that. I was the stiff fry one really sent it over the edge for me. Um. Honestly, I'm having a hard time watching how much Aaron is growing out because he doesn't have Genevieve with him. So he's just like, might as well. He's living. He's so happy without her. He I really have to say, Genevieve, so upset. Aaron, not upset at all. He's not. He's just hanging. But he's, he's just living his voice. best life. He is. He actually has a cute moment where Danielle and him are hanging out, and she asks him about like his feelings for Genevieve and he like gets kind of sappy about it but I just thought it was cool that like he can he can kind of like hang out and talk with whoever yeah I will say Aaron is giving me flashbacks to being a young child and having to watch my older brothers have their friends over and just joke about dicks and poop all the time your brother's gonna kill it on bachelor (laughs) My brother would be really good friends with Aaron, and that's very He's ready. Important. Can you imagine your brother on paradise with Aaron? So would, seven, eight, nine, nine, probably eight, nine, to, ten. We would have to watch them in the pool make dick jokes. They would be like holding a pool noodle and being like, "Yours is a little flaccid and it's like deflated, and yours is so hard and it's like really taught about it to pop," you know about to burst if you will bust if you will i can't handle that i will say brothers brothers have, have given me a higher tolerance for men i often when like a lot of my friends including you don't have brothers no and so sometimes sometimes i do like i can see the the weird gross male perspective a little more because i had brothers do i like it no it's not fair. I didn't want to know this about boys. I didn't no. want to see this. And I was a friend, like I was a, the one girl in a group of guys a lot for a long time. Guys are gross. And that was the effect it had on me. I was like, you are all nasty. Disgusting. <laughs> all of you are gross. And when as soon as you get horny, you all make a pass at me. Like this needs to not happen. <laughs> What is wrong with guys? Y'all are so gross. Like, fuck, no, I'm not gonna fuck you. I don't care. It, no matter the situation, I know the way you talk to your friends. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna really? have you talk about me the way I've heard you talk. You're lucky you got out of that because literally my first and longest relationship was because of male validation from one of my brother's best friends. <laughs> so fucking bad. So, so bad. bad. But like, you're young you're vulnerable and these so guys are vulnerable like, to any of it like and these guys are like making you feel like you're like fun and stuff. No, and I would have fallen for it so much harder if like certain situations happened in different timelines like mm. I narrowly avoided a lot of that so jealous I also didn't avoid it in some situations but it could have been worse than it was Right, right. It could have turned into a full blown relationship. It wasn't a relationship ever. That's for sure. So, mm-hmm. anyway, we don't need to, <laughs> y'all don't, don't need to know that's... To be alluding to my like relationship history. <laughs> Let's find out what happens next week. I'm excited. I hope the men from the ladies' side, the new men get to meet the new women. That's my biggest issue. If that doesn't happen, I'll be upset. Otherwise, I'm very happy. Same. I'm excited to see them all reunite and see what happens. It'll be interesting. So we'll see you next week. Talk soon.